to another episode of Out From The Cube. It's episode 135. If you can believe we've been doing this that long, that's a lot of content and it's taken a lot of time. I believe we're closing in on actually maybe two years of this. I actually could get that real quick here. We started this episode on December, I'm sorry, we started this uh, podcast on April 24th of 2018. So we're closing in uh, on almost two years of this, and it's been a lot of fun. I've met a lot of great people and have learned a lot of uh, great lessons and strategies and tactics, routines, habits, all these little uh, buzz phrases that are out there, buzzwords, and have had the opportunity to try to implement as much as I can into my life. And uh, But that being said, the podcast I hold um, right up there on being a, a major part or a major reason of my development and the great things that have happened in my life over the past couple years. So it's been a lot of fun because of the content that I'm consuming and reading and listening to and conversations I'm having and the people I'm meeting on LinkedIn and all this sort of stuff. Uh, It's been great. But let me tell you one thing right off the bat. One, it's been a long time. uh, A number of personal changes in my life have happened over the past two or three months. And so we went from like three or four episodes a week to one every couple weeks, or actually it's been like once a month. And I've come up with some strategies and tactics and routines uh, to continue with those buzzwords uh, to try to get this back into some regularity. It is something I'm super passionate about, something that has allowed me to connect with a number of people out there on LinkedIn and other places that are consuming the content and uh, giving me some you know, kudos and, and giving me a pat on the back. But really it's about Uh, You know, I got a great message the other night on the phone. I gave a basketball workout to uh, 30 or 40 kids at a local high school around here. Uh, The gentleman that organizes it has become a very good friend, and he helps coach with one of our basketball programs. And he sent me a really nice note back uh, uh, as a text, and I was, uh, you know, flattered by it and all that sort of stuff made me feel good. But the reality is it's just waking up every day or going into every engagement or having every conversation and it be about providing value to someone else. So it's one of these things. I I am consuming a ton of content uh, still to this point, even with all the life changes that I have had over the past two or so months, I still find time every day, whether that be LinkedIn or YouTube or the books that I'm reading uh, to take notes, consider, Uh, and try to implement a number of things into my life, into the teams that I lead and to the organizations I'm a part of and the friendships that I have in my community and just to try to do that. Um, And so, uh, you know, it's and then it's really just about taking that content and I guess throwing it back out there and hopefully somebody finds the value in it that I am having from it. So it's really, and what I said to my friend was, hey, I hope people are just getting some value out of this. And this is what I said. And I'm going to probably, if you've listened to the podcast, I, I say that a fair amount. But if you've listened to this podcast, I do have a tendency to bounce a number of different places. And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, the thing that I was with a group of people in the past week or so, and I think I've said this twice to them. Um, you know, I give these, you know, things that I'm, con- that I'm considering, and trying to make sure that I have a good, you know, last half of my life or last third of my life or to make sure that I have a great first quarter of 2020 or to make sure that I have a great 2020 over the next 12 months. You take all this in and I actually take it in and consider it. Um, And there's a bunch of different directions I want to go today. But when you're speaking with a group, you know, as I was with some young athletes the other day, I was sitting there going, my hope is, is that just one of you? One of you is listening. One of you will go home and consider. One of you will create some habits, change your routines, create a a different outlook or uh, want a different outcome or set some goals or realize that you can do it if you do X, Y, and Z and then achieve that. So it's one of these things like Gary Vanderchuk, who I listen to a lot, says, I'm fine giving away all my content. Absolutely 100% fine with it because I know 99% 0.9% of you are going to do nothing about it or nothing with it. You won't do what I say. So I'm fine giving it away. It allows me to, you know, to come up on this stage and talk and allows me to do a podcast or a video log or whatever else he does or or write books and have people buy it because I know nobody's going to really do it. But the people that do 
are going to have a better, you know, experience, better business, better professional life, better personal life, whatever it might be. So it's one of these things. I, I'm reaching out with these, you know, these young athletes saying, hey, this is great. But I'm saying all this because my hope is, is that one of you, one of you 40 looking at me, well, it'll resonate with. So if it's in, to do a little basketball analogy or story, it's, you know, you can be, this game is not difficult. This game is not complicated. And I, and that's one reason why I do love it a lot is I do believe the game of basketball, most people can be good at if they just do small things and master them. So I was talking with this group saying, you know what, really, if all you want to do is be great at this, all you need to do really is spend the next year, 20 minutes a day in front of the basketball rim, perfecting your form until it is just until actually until you absolutely have a feel and a groove for your shot and it's nothing more than that and if you just did that 20 minutes a day man you would be going from wherever you're at average below average beginner advanced intermediate whatever to elite I believe that I believe that if you did that in the game of basketball, man, in 12 months, you would go from, man, I only get one shot a game if I'm lucky and I don't get to shoot to all of a sudden, I'm being called on to hit game-winning shots. Now, what's that have to do with you know business and teams and all that sort of stuff? What it has to do with what I'm, what I'm really thinking about now is that one player that really sits there and says, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to write it down and I'm going to chart it and I'm going to measure it and I'm going to sit in front of the rim and I'm going to do exactly what he says and then get that outcome. So, you know, when we talk, you know, about the podcast and we talk about all this other content, man, it's just it's just that one piece, that one person, that one connection, that one person that takes a strategy and tactic away and says, man, I'm going to try that. And it's the same thing that you try to it's funny to me and, and we re, need to maybe rebrand or rethink about the podcast because it's really about the things that we demand and teach and are concerned about and uh, emphasize to our children that we then lose to ourselves or we stop doing for our teams professionally. And I, I've said this, I had lunch the other day with a gentleman here in St. Louis and we were sitting having lunch and he was asking about this new job that I have and the teams that I lead and the people I have. And I said this, I said, and, and uh, his name's Jeff. He's become a very good friend, runs a very successful um, consulting company on, on business executive management, leadership and values uh, here in St. Louis. And we, as we were talking, I was like, Jeff, it's no different than me being in front of an 11 year old and coaching and teaching and motivating and trying to inspire to a purpose or an outcome or a vision or an objective for an 11 year old. And it is the same for a 55 to 60 year old. It's no different. You're just doing different things as far as maybe holding a basketball and finishing a sprint in the software world so we can release great software or whatever it might be, right? It's the same thing about creating a why or a motivation or an inspiration or togetherness or understanding the sacrifice and uh, you know, de the details and whatever it might be, right? There's no difference. There's no difference in that. But it's, you know, coming up with these strategies and, and considering the things that I'm consuming and then putting it back out there. So maybe one person, you know, one, one text message, one LinkedIn message, and I've received a few of those today already. And it's been actually a long time since I've put out a podcast. But, um, start, but all that being said, Happy New Year. Um, I hope you're excited about 2020. We did this a year ago. And I'm going to say this just about myself. 2018, when we started the podcast, 2018 wound up being one of the better years I've had. And I believe at that time, if I could do the math good, I was somewhere around 44. And it was a great year, 2018. And I still have notes in my planner and the things that I was considering and the things I wanted to do then and, and who I wanted to become or the value I wanted to provide to my family, my community, uh, and people around me, as well as my, you know, the, the business world and professionally and teams. Um, and it was an amazing year. And as I reflect back on that. Um, but I'm going to say as I, we put the ribbon and the wrapper on 2019, boy, did it far exceed 2018 in more ways than I can care to count the people that have come into my life and that have blessed me and the opportunities and the problems that I've been able to solve and the people I've been able to solve them with and the solutions and to be able to learn, to provide value, impact, 
uh, contribution, all that has just been an amazing 2019. So all that being said, man, I'm like, you know, how can 2020 be better? And so that's kind of where I wanted to go today. Let me just tell you a few things I'm wrapped up in, most notably the John Maxwell team. Um, I started this maybe six or eight months ago, if you've listened to a podcast back then, but the John Maxwell team is essentially what I'm doing now in terms of that is I'm being trained to be a John Maxwell coach, leader, um, uh, you know, coach, leader, speaker, uh, you know, something along those lines. And so I'm spending a lot of time consuming John Maxwell content. If you don't know who John Maxwell is, go to Amazon, type in John Maxwell or John C. Maxwell, and you'll see 20, 30, 40 books that he has written. And I've talked about them at length here, and it really got me going. It's one of these things, um, you know, it's just acting on different things throughout the year. Here's one example of, of maybe something I acted upon was, you know, just acting upon things that you are compelled to do or things you may think about. Um, and then I'll tell you, you know, a great story about that. And I'll tell you where I failed on that yesterday. Failed absolutely on this yesterday. Failed. And I'm, I'm free to talk about it, admit it. But anyway, I remember reading some John Maxwell books that were recommended to me by my friend Jeff that I mentioned earlier. And one is... Um, you know, how successful people win and how successful people grow. Small little books, um, you know, 150 pages, but actually small in size and that they fit in your back pocket. Really great books, but probably excerpts from other books that he's written. Um, But I was compelled to just do some research more about John Maxwell. So I researched and did some Google searches, ended up on some certification, read through this training that they do, and then was compelled to like, I guess, investigate further, compelled to have a phone conversation And I understand it's all sales and all kind of this product that you're buying and it's kind of very infomercial and all that. But all that being said, someone got me on the phone and talked to me about how great it is. And it truly has been great. Even if I don't do anything for Maxwell in terms of speaking or coaching or teaching or workshops or facilitation, that's fine. Simply because the content that I'm consuming because of that investment is having an impact on the teams I coach, uh, athletically, you know, the youth coaches that, uh, the youth groups that I work with, but also professionally with my, you know, 20 to 50 to 60 year olds where we're working on software, that's had a profound impact on how I lead those teams. So it's been worthwhile, but it's been this thing of acting on what you're compelled to, to what you're, what you feel compelled to do. Let me tell you a story about what happened yesterday. Yesterday, I was working uh, with my team and somebody's contract, I don't believe, is being renewed, something along those lines. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was busy doing something else, had to ask him a question, asked him a question, and he asked to visit with me privately. So I went and visited with him privately, and he was very, um, very upset, very depressed, very sad, and, and all that. But this is what happened. I got what I needed from him, <laughs> uh, which doesn't sound right. It's, it's not, uh, maybe that's exactly how to say it. It's not how I wish I could say it. And, and then felt uncomfortable a little bit. And, 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 and I had other things to do. I had other deadlines and uh, some things I had, other information I needed to gather, right? That's how I'm justifying it. And so two minutes later, I sit back down at my desk and he sits across from me. And he has his hands covering his eyes. And he is clearly more upset than when he started or when we talked two or three minutes earlier. And I was compelled to get up and to go console him. He was wiping away tears. He got up from his desk and walked away. And I, I listen, I don't know him well, um, just started at this company, all this sort of stuff. And, and I felt really compelled. Um, and I'm telling you, I didn't act on it. And it, it kind of ate me up or uh, beat me up a little bit, beat myself up a little bit about that last night. Um, you know, this great opportunity to, to, you know, he's not staying with our company. He's moving on to other company, doing whatever. I don't know the, the, the exact situation for it. I would just know that he's not. Um, but it clearly had upset him. And just to, the ability to, to, I guess, reflect back and to sit there and was compelled to do something compelled to not have it be about software or business or teams or something, but to be about a person and understanding what he's going through and the process of changing jobs and what that might be like for his family and his children and where he lives and whatever it might be, right? All this stuff and you weren't compelled to do anything about it. 
You weren't compelled to, to I guess, console him, make him feel better, ask questions, you know, whatever it might be. And you didn't need, I didn't even need to maybe even talk. Um, so it's one of these things. You're compelled to do one thing and take action. And sometimes you're compelled to do things and you just sit there and don't, uh, and don't try to, and don't have the impact that possibly you could have. So kind of, a, and I'm, I'm hope uh, I'm hoping you're on the the ladder that you're 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 compelled you're taking action you're doing great things you're impacting you're providing value blah 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 all this sort of stuff um, and I hope many of you are not on the other side where you beat yourself up man you were compelled like something could I could have made that person just feel a little bit better right then right there um, and you just don't have that so you know it's one of those things you beat yourself up up but it's one of these things that you just learn uh, you try to do better next time try to have more of an impact next time and just try to do things. So all that being said, 2020. Um, and, and how this all kind of started was, you know, I was sitting with these, with these young athletes and this is what I actually told them. And I believe this. I was said, hey, gentlemen, we've been together for three, some of you, four years. We have been together. And it's January, 2020. We were together January 2019. We were together January 2018. Some of us were together in 2017. And now you're 11 and that would go back. So that, that may go back to when you gentlemen were seven years old. We've been doing this. And they're all shaking their heads. And some of them that have been around for a long time. I'm like, hey, remember so-and-so when we were together, when you were seven, when you were eight? And now you're 11 or 12. And we've been together a long time. And we've worked out three, or f- three nights a week for the past three or four years and look how much better you've gotten. All that sort of stuff, right? But I looked at him, I was like, gentlemen, we are gonna be here in January of 2021. We will be here. We will be in this same spot, at this center circle, in this gym, at this high school, in January of 2021. And so all I ask you is, how are things gonna be different? How can we be different in 2020? So at the end of this, in January 2021, we can all look back, all 30 of us that have been here for three, four years together and say, man, we sucked everything we could out of or we improved this or we, we were disciplined here or we grew here or we had this sort of impact or we did X, Y, and Z. How can we have that impact? How can we have that juice for 2020? How can we be consistent with that juice and make it all the way through 2020. And that was the message. And that may seem like a strange message or maybe maybe it's not. But I'm sitting around with these young athletes who are really now 11 or 12 years old. And I'm like, you guys are all going to be here. So I have written in my notes here, how are we going to be different? Or how am I going to be different? Or how is 2020 going to be different? than 2019 was. And I'm telling you right now, 2019 as a 46-year-old was the best year of my life. And that's not hyperbole. It's not, it is the truth. Met an amazing lady and we are getting married in 2020. We're super excited about that and bought a new house, have a new job, have, have teams that are excelling, have an, an incredible community around me of people. My kids go to great schools. They're well-behaved. All the extracurriculars of basketball and all this sort of stuff are going unbelievably. It's been an amazing two years. It has been. But how can 2020 be better or am I just satisfied? Are we just satisfied? How? Right here in my notes. At the top, okay? Monday, January 6th, a couple days ago. At the top, it says value and serve. Provide value, serve other people. But then right underneath that, starred, underlined. How is 2020 going to be different? Different how? Shit, 2019 was amazing, you just said. Ed Milet. You guys know I really think highly of Ed. uh, And follow him on Instagram and Twitter and and, uh, LinkedIn and on YouTube and all this. He's probably one of my go-to guys now. Um, he's become a mentor, an online mentor. We talked about that in the past. But Ed Milet says, man, you set that thermostat. You are all set to a temperature. All of us. Whatever that temperature is, and the number doesn't really matter. I could say, man, my temperature is set to 74. Well, you know what? In 2019, I got that sucker up to 84. And most people are, will get uncomfortable at 84, and they're going to cool that sucker down and get back to where they are at 74. 
the comfort zone. This is how I'm approaching 2020. Maybe this is something you will take with you and maybe this is something you'll reach for, but 2019 was amazing. I went from 74 to 84 and I'm telling you right now, 84 is not comfortable. 84 is becoming my comfort zone and it, I'm going to continue to push that because I've got to get to 94. 2020 is going to be more amazing. More value, more conversation, more impact, more gratitude, more thankfulness, more, you know, everything, more of everything, more of everything in 2020. And I've got to figure out strategies. Now we're nine days in on January 9th when I'm recording this, that I get more out of it, more, more, not like more for me, just like more, just like being more fulfilled, having more impact, having more vision, having more strategy, executing more, getting better at the things I absolutely suck at. So to go back, 2018, why was that so amazing? It's going to sound strange and all this, and I'm not equating this all to this, but I started consuming a ton of content in 2018, a ton. 2018 was about content, and I got hooked on Gary Vanderchuk, and his main thing and theme, for, maybe for that year or how he lives his life, is self-awareness, knowing who you are, what you want, and not letting anybody distract you from that. And that was my word for 2018 was self-awareness. And that's how the podcast started and the LinkedIn stuff and the conversation and meeting people and getting out of my chair and shaking hands with people I don't know and just trying to meet and consume and educate myself and do as much as I can so I can impact the teams, the families, my own family, like the people around me. That was what that was all about, self-awareness. 2019, it was all about just taking action. Like acting upon the things you're compelled to do, which I didn't do yesterday. I'm compelled to do this. I'm sick of writing a ton of notes and not having action on them. I'm sick of having all these great thoughts on who I could be, what I could provide, who I can impact, how I could uh, help change or you know impact, whatever it might be, and never doing a thing about it. Now, is that you? You've got to think about those two. Like, where were you? Like, what are you? Here's the thing that may seem goofy. And all this stuff sounded goofy to me at one point when I became so kind of more self-aware of what I wanted and who I am. I didn't really care what anybody else thought. Could be one person listening. Gary Vanderchuk had a thing on LinkedIn the other day where he talked about it. You don't get consumed with followers and likes and friends and all this garbage on social media because if it's one person then it's useful. It's valuable. This hour I'm having right now or 45 minutes conversation, if one person, and one person has done this before, but if it's one person driving through the hills of, of um, Dublin, Ireland, and gets some impact and goes home and has a great conversation with his wife and kids, and man, that's worth it. That's really worth it. So we went from self-awareness. We went to action in 2019. And so now we're sitting around in 2020 and we've got to figure out how 2020 is going to be different. It's one of these things, I think back like a number of years ago, the Golden State Warriors won 74, 76 games, 82 game season. I believe the Chicago Bulls of 96 won 72. And then you sit back and you break that record a number of years ago, a couple years ago, the Golden State Warriors break that record and they get to 76, 75, something like that, but they break it by a game or two, two or three. And I'm wondering Steve Kerr and his staff and they're sitting around at the end of the season and let's just say that season was 2016 and they're sitting back saying, how's 2017 going to be different for us? How's it going to be different? What can we do better? And the, Coaching staff looks around and say, Coach, just won 76 games. What do you mean get better? What do you mean get better? Like, we're, we are the winningest basketball team in the history of the game in one season. And you're trying to figure out how we can get better? I think that's what uh, the word would be complacency. But that's what the great teams, great leaders uh, that they would do. Great, you know, great entrepreneurs, great business people, great coaches, all that. Like, hey, that's great. Turn the page. This group is different. Maybe if we have a different team, maybe if we have a different team, the win, winning, 
what winning looks like, what winning is, how we define winning, what success is, is 65 games. Maybe it's not wins and losses. But you have to sit back and say, man, 2019 was good, 2020. 2019, I'm sorry, it wasn't good. It was great. It was fantastic. It was the best ever. We won 76 games last year. That's great. 2020 is going to have a whole different set of circumstances. Things are going to pop up. Things are going to change. Uh, situations are going to, you know, try people, people are going to try to bring me down, try to do certain things, jobs, clients, bosses, uh, clients, friends, my children, like whatever it is, right? There are going to be things that are going to come at me different in 2020 than they came in 2019. And I'd like to think not many negative things came at me in 2019, but I'm sure something's going to happen in 2020. And all I have to do is say, man, it's just going to be the best year I've ever had. It's going to trump 2019. And it's all really going to be about my response, my reception, my strategies and solutions to conquer, to, to win, to defeat, whatever happens in 2020. So I'm ready for it. So self-awareness, action, and I'm telling you right now, 2020 is going to be built upon raising my standards. Whatever your standards are, whatever your, you got to pick your word. I'll tell you what, there's a, a humbling, very grateful, uh, super grateful, like super grateful. Somebody listened to my podcast when we were less than 30 episodes in and we talked about a word of the year and I, I talked about maybe the same thing. We were talking about it and somebody in our community here listened to it. I did not even know them at the time and now know them just a little bit but did not even know him at the time. Went out and got a bracelet, engraved her word. So every day, every morning, every meeting, every conversation with her family and children and work and boss, whatever it is, that word was always in front of her. And it changed her year, perspective, you know, or put things or kept things in perspective. You know, so I do, I encourage you to maybe pick a word, something that you're going to stand on, something you're going to refer to, something you are going to do to, uh, something that will remind you of being self-aware, who you are, what you want, where you'll be, what you'll have, who you'll do it with, all that sort of stuff. There's so much that you can do right now. You're six days in. You know, there, you're six days in. This is the question I would ask you. I'm really asking myself. How are these six days? These six days. I'm sorry. Not even that. Nine days. More than that. These nine days that you are in. How are they any different than the last nine days of 2019? How are they any different than the, you know, the last nine days, first nine days of December of 2019? Are they any different? If you're sitting there saying, man, it's the same shit. It's the same. Maybe it's great. It's the same stuff. This is amazing. I'm still riding the way. John Maxwell and all the, the training I'm doing and the content I'm consuming says, you know, I, I don't have it. I have my notebook in front of me. I don't know what page these notes are on. I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it's something along the lines of, and you need to spend a lot of time in reflecting. Reflecting. One thing I don't do well that I wish I could is, you know, that the, and we've talked a lot about bookends, how you end your day, how you start your day. Man, just wake up every day and just grab your notebook, grab the things that, you know, and like not necessarily like journal, but like just look, plan your day, who you're going to meet. You know, maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you're sitting there with a cup of coffee, reading a book, starting your day with some motivation or the Bible or books that you just love or conversations you love, whatever it is, right? And then ending your day, just being grateful for everything that's gone on and all this sort of stuff and how you're going to, you know, frame your day and all that sort of stuff, you know, but, you know, I, I just think that if you're going to look back at that year, you know, just being super self-aware and being like John Maxwell says, you need to spend time in reflection of the day end of the year. So if you're looking back at 2019 and prepping for 2020 and you don't have any reflection, no reflection on what just happened. And that's why I do like the idea of, of chunking things up into quarters and really looking back at that last quarter. I'm going to tell you, great 2020. And I've said that over and over again, and I'm not puffing myself up too bad, but the last part of 2020 wasn't as good as the first part. If everything were an A plus, it was a B minus, B plus, B it was B, right? 
It wasn't an A plus like first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. There was some slippage, right? Had a lot going on, right? So isn't it funny that you immediately go to that? I do. You know, the excuse. That, that, that's an excuse with what I just said. I had a lot going on. Had a lot going on. A lot of phone calls, right? This guy sitting across from me is uh, not going to be employed anymore, and he's only got a week to go. And I'm sitting there saying, well, I have a lot going on. I have a lot of people to talk to. I have, a, I have deadlines and I have people that, yeah, I have a lot going on. So I can't do what I'm compelled to do or I can't do what is right and correct and have the character that I should in that situation or whatever, right? So it's easy to do that. Yeah, whatever. I had a lot going on. Last, you know what? I had a lot going on fourth quarter of December, uh, fourth quarter of 2019. That is true. But you know what other people did too? And other people crushed it. And other people had A pluses. And other people grinded it out every day for those moments of impact and inspiration and development, you know, for their teams, for their families, for their spouses, like all that sort of stuff, right? So, but Maxwell, you know, and I forget exactly everything he says, and there's really three phases to it. But the bottom line is the last phase is you've got to just, you've got to reflect. You need to, he, I think, talks about every evening writing things down. Uh, taking notes on what you did. And I think what he essentially says is, man, if you, could, if you could go to bed every night and pull out your planner, your journal, your note cards, whatever it might be, and you sit there and, talk, and think about the people that you impacted that day and being grateful for those opportunities to provide some value and some impact and write those down. But then to also, and, and also the people that impacted you the people that served you, the people that helped you and do that. And then you sit there and then reflect, how could I do better? What could I do more? What did I miss today? What happened today where I could have been better? You know what? That guy was sitting one cubicle away with his hands on his eyes, with tears coming down his face. I have no idea what that means to him. I have no idea. Man, that was my opportunity. I used to say this, and I've said it in podcasts before, that, that, that I've always believed that, you know, these blessings that we have in our lives, that we get so, we are just so blinded by them because there's so much going on in the world. There's so much. Like, I'm looking out my window right now at a house that we recently purchased. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful. It just flat out is. And I'm looking around at all this stuff, man, and there's just blessings or miracles out there, like, everywhere. But we're so blind to it, we don't even see it anymore. Don't even see it. Don't even see it. And so I heard somebody say once that God gives you at minimum three, three great things are going to happen to you every day. Three great, amazing, miracle, blessing type things are going to be happening to you. And you need to have your eyes open so you can see them and receive them and accept them and all that sort of stuff, right? And I say that because, man, maybe, maybe we are also provided three, four, five opportunities to really sit down and impact people in a profound way. Not a podcast, not a blog post, not a liked on Instagram or uh, some sort of message on LinkedIn. But the guy that is sitting down crying at his desk because something is going on, you know, with his job and his personal, whatever it is, right? And you have that, there it is. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. Go have that impact. Go have that value. Go support. Go serve. No, I'm good. I got a lot going on. I got a lot going on. I'm busy. Really? Really? You're that busy. So as you go into 2020, so that is, so here's the thing about, um, you know, you know, Maxwell says, just make sure you have time to reflect. So all I'm suggesting now is, man, it's 2020. We're nine days in. I hope you are spending time reflecting on 2019. And I hope if you're reflecting, and even if you won 76 games, if you won 76 games, you're reflecting back and saying, man, I could have done better. I was given, provided these opportunities to serve and impact and influence and change and lead and have that sort of memory for other people and for myself and all that. And I could do better. How could I do better? What are 10 ways? I bet you Steve Kerr, 76 wins, four or five Hall of Famers on his team, crushing it, MVP, all this sort of stuff. He's sitting around going, man, you know what? I bet you we could do, I bet you I, we could sit down with him and say, what were 10 things you think you could have done better? I bet you he could have spouted those things off fast. I wish we could have 
done this better. I wish we could have done better here, here, there, wherever, like not just on the basketball floor, but maybe in the community and the building, how we communicate. Like, I bet you that would be easy, easy to sit back and come up with 10 reasons, uh, 10 ways they could be better. So even if you've won 76 games, man, make your list, raise your standards. So when I got together on January 2nd with our group and we talked about how 2020 is going to be different, the thing I mentioned to all of them was we've got to figure out ways. And whatever that means to you at 12 years old, we've got to figure out a way to raise our standards. And this is what I said to them. Another basketball story, but it happened to be with a basketball group. I was like, you know, when Steph Curry leaves the gym or when he's getting ready to finish a workout or when he finishes a workout, the story I've heard is he doesn't leave until he hits five free throws. It could be free throws. It could be three-pointers, but let's just say it's free throws. He doesn't leave until he swishes five free throws. And it could be 10 and it could be three-pointers. And I'm looking at them. I go, you know what most people do? Coach blows the whistle. Everybody comes in. Coach has some sort of motivational message. People put their knuckles in. They probably say one, two, three, warriors or hard work or some you know thing that teams say and then everybody leaves. You know where Steph Curry goes? Steph Curry goes to the free throw line or the three-point line. And he sits there and says, I'm not leaving till. I'm not leaving till. Five free throws in a row swish. Five swishes in a row. So I'm telling this story to these young athletes. And as I'm telling it to them, I'm like, does he have higher standards than the guy that already is already in his flip-flops? Slides, they're called. The, guy, the, the player that's already in his slides. Who's got the higher standard? Right? It's the same thing. There are standard, you have standards for everything that you do. And I've analyzed my standards on so many things over the past nine to 15 days because I knew my phrase was going to be raising my standards. And I'm still working on it. But it's this thing, if it's always in front of me and I'm always focused on it, then I will, you get what you focus on. And maybe, just maybe, I'll improve a little bit. And just maybe, if I am continue to be self-aware, and just maybe, if I take action on what I'm compelled to do, and just maybe, if I raise my standards on some things I think I'm weak on, then just maybe, 2020 is going to be an amazing year. I'm going to go there till. I'm not leaving till. Until I raise my standards at work, in the house, with my children, with my spouse. Could have the most amazing relationship in the world. I'd be sitting back saying, man, it's going to be better this year because I'm going to raise my standards. I'm going to raise my attentiveness. I'm going to put the phone down and really lock in on what's being said and what she may need or he, whatever it is, right? I'm going to be more present. That was a great thing I heard. Maybe it was the New Year's Eve uh, ball was dropping. They were talking about something similar. And the lady that was hosting said, I'm just going to be, I'm working to be more present. I want to be less distracted, more locked in, more present, more engaged, more there. Raise your standards. Right now, we're set to 74. Here's the thing. I worked some kids out last week. I told you earlier when I got that nice message from a friend of mine. And as I was doing that workout, this is exactly what happened. We were doing, we were doing a layup drill. And I kept telling them, hey, it's going to get harder. It's going to get harder. We're just not doing layups for the next hour. Then I started setting some cones down and had them do different moves and all that. Then I, as I set a cone down, I was like, listen, I want you to cross over this cone. And then you're going to go from your right hand to your left hand. So it's a right to left crossover. And then I want you to finish on the left side. Perfect. So everybody's doing it. And for those that don't follow basketball, don't know much about basketball, a crossover is... I'm not saying it's simple. There are people that that is a go-to move. It is a staple move and they are very good at it and some aren't, even in the NBA, right? But it's a, it's a basic move that most kids learn at a very early age and I happen to be working with sixth, seventh, and eighth grade girls. So they all start doing their crossovers. Then I also and then let them do it for a while and then I come back to them, I blow the whistle, we stop. And I'm like, listen, there's actually more you can do here. You could go between the legs. You could... Go behind the back and you can actually do a spin move. So you're, but I want you working from right to left. 
And that's what I said. That's all I said. And I think we may have demonstrated. This is between the legs, which they all know. But here's between the legs and how it would look. Here's a behind the back and how it would look. And here's a spin move on how that would look. Then we started doing the drill again. What do you think all the athletes did? All of them. All of them. And there were in this, there may, there may have been 20 of them. The 20 athletes that, that I showed this to and suggested that they do other moves, they just all continued to do crossovers. Every single one of them. Here's what's interesting about coaching and leading and parenting and leading teams, even the 55-year-olds. This is what's fascinating to me. And I, I blew the whistle. Two or three minutes later, after watching them all go through the lines two or three times, I blew the whistle. And I talked for a while. I was like, here's what's interesting, ladies. I just showed you four ways that you could do this. But you all stayed with the crossover. Why? Nobody, nobody, not one of you has attempted a move that is a between the back, behind the legs, or I'm sorry, between the legs, behind the back, or a spin move. Nobody has attempted that. Why? And I told him, I go, I'm super fascinated by this. Like this stuff is what geeks me out, stuff I think about, stuff I try to work on, and, and things I try to do personally, and things I try to do with my teams to stretch them. And I think maybe a lady, uh, one of the athletes raised, raised her hand. It's easy. It's essentially what she said. And I'm like, here's why you did it. Because it's easy, but because it's your comfort zone. You know you're good at it. But also, you know you're not as good at the other things. So yes, you're good at it. It keeps you in your comfort zone. But there's also the fear, the anxiety, the frustration, the acknowledgement that shit, I'm not good at these other three things. And everybody's about to find out. And the person in front of me is doing crossovers. There's so many different things about teams, leadership, behavior, goals in that small example. And I told him that. You're doing it because everybody else is doing it. The, the athlete, the girl, the lady in front of you is doing it. So you're just going to continue to do what she's doing. And the other ones are harder. And maybe you're not so good at it, but you're not even willing to try. You're not even willing to try. One lady I had demonstrate a, dr a drill and she was probably the best athlete in the group. When she demonstrated the skill and the drill and how we wanted to do it, the ball happened to go everywhere. For whatever reason, this one part of the workout, she just kicked the ball off her feet, her knees, her shoulders, her head, like it was a disaster. And she just chuckled. And I'm like, hey, Stop. And everybody look. It's okay. It's okay to mess up. It's okay. It's not a big deal because you don't want that moment to be why she doesn't do it again. Why she doesn't get out of her comfort zone. Why she doesn't try. Why she doesn't believe that she's great. Why she doesn't believe that she can be great or can't. All that. So you have to, as a coach, as a leader, you got to acknowledge that stuff. But as you prep, prep for 2020, Man, 74 wins, raising your standards, raising your standards. So I'm working with these athletes and tell, show them four different moves they can do. They all stay with the same thing. They're all staying locked in on 74 degrees instead of saying, I can get to 84 and I can be comfortable there. So what? Are, how are you going to raise your standards in that? And I'll tell you what. I've got all my standards and some of them are very professional. I'm trying to raise my standards and make sure that I can do that for the podcast, for all the content that I'm consuming and trying to create and trying to, the value, I'm impact, uh, the impact I'm trying to have. Listen, I'm coaching now like three or four different teams for a new company. I'm super excited about it, like passionately excited about it, right? But I don't, I just don't want like 2020. It's, I just don't want to have that impact. I want to have a substantial impact, growth, development, goal, crushing things that people didn't think we could do all that sort of stuff. But it is 20 to 30 or 40 people, right? Man, I'd like to have that same. What if I wanted to raise my standards and sit back and say, that's good. That's cool. That's great. I'm going to acknowledge it and we're going to roll with it. But man, I'll tell you what, 400 is better than 40. 4,000 is better than 400. Do you have that mindset? Let's do more. Let's do more.
Let's raise our standards. I'm not leaving till I hit five free throws in a row and don't hit rim. Clean. I hit them clean. I'm going to hit five free throws clean. I'm not leaving till then. And if I'm out here shooting at two in the morning till I do it, so be it. I don't have anywhere to go. I'm raising my standards. So I don't know how all that impacts you. Listen, I, there are other things I wanted to talk about and get into. Um, so here's, I'm going to really try hard to, uh, I'm going to raise my standards on the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I, I know that a number of people are still listening to it, reaching out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, but 2020 is going to be an amazing year. Not just for me, you know, the people listening, you listening. It's one of these things, you know, you hear, uh, I'm watching all this stuff with John Maxwell and he like, like, hey, and he's talking to a crowd of people and he's like, hey, turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you're going to have a great year. But man, as you're driving, listening to that or sitting there at your office or desk or on a weekend or mowing the yard in, in January, if you are, um, and just sit there and tell yourself, man, it's going to be a great 2020. And here's the thing. You control that. I control that. We control that. We control if we're going to, how we react and how we, uh, our perspective and how we look at things. And the impact. Hey, I'm going to have failures this year. I'm going to mess up big time. Professionally, personally, I am. There's going to be things, things might be said. I know I'm kind of thin-skinned. Things are going to get to me and bother me and I'm going to be frustrated. All the blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. But man, it's going to be a great year. I'm going to do better at those things. I'm going to have a good heart, good integrity, good character and all that I do. I'm going to really try to care about people and provide value and all that. So when things do go wrong, I know I'm trying to do right. I have a very, very very good friend. My closest friend may be in St. Charles, St. Louis, where I live. And I overheard him. He wasn't talking with me the other, uh, talking with me. This was last night, actually. But I overheard him talking with other people. And he was like, you know what? I'm getting a lot of heat for this and this and this. And he, he's catching heat on different things. You know, I don't know the extent of it. It's nothing substantial, but just kind of, you know, stuff. And so he's catching some heat, but he, he looked at the person he was talking with. He was like, they don't, essentially, this is what he said. They don't know my heart. They don't know my intent. And they don't know my character and, and how I, uh, why I did what I did. And I can put my head on my pillow every night because I know what I did and why I did it. And, I di- and the reasons I did it. Uh, the reasons why it played out that way. So, man, if you can do the same thing, hey, 2020 is going to be great. There's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be problems. There's going to be frustration. There's going to be fighting and anger and guilt and like all this sort of stuff. But man, I'm going to put my head on my pillow every night knowing I'm trying to provide value to my family, my community, the people that listen, the, my, my, my work, all this sort of stuff. And I'm going to try to do what's right. And I'm going to try to do it right every time. And I'm going to try to do it as hard as I can every time, as best I can. And I'm going to be intense about it. And we're going to get better. So listen, there's a lot to get to. There's I want to get more to this podcast. So the last thing to wrap up, like, I, I'm like I mentioned, consuming a ton of content. I've got this notebook in front of me and it's nine days in and it is already filled up with notes and ideas and John Maxwell stuff and Ed Milet stuff and Gary Vee stuff and all this sort of stuff. And I'm super inspired by it. And it's go, like right here, right at the top. Let me tell you, let me tell you these two things. I'm going to tell you the four things written at the top of page one. And I've already told you two of them. I want to have a year of value, of providing value and serving. And then startup. I've already told you this. How is 2020 going to be different? Raise my standards. Then right here. I hope you, I hope this resonates with you. I hope it's right there with you. I hope you believe it. I hope you say it to yourself. And I hope it impacts you like it has me. And it's simple. But this is going to be the best year ever in 2020. It's going to be the best year ever. And some of us, won 76 games and one of us, some of us won 26 games. It's a new year. It's a new quarter. It's a, we're still in week one. Man, I hope you haven't given up in week one. Right? It's one of these things. This past year, the Cleveland Browns, I think we're talked about being Super Bowl contenders. The Cleveland Browns had old Odell Beckham Jr. And they've got, um, you know, the new quarterback and the great coach and all this sort of stuff. And they were Super Bowl contenders. And then they lose league. They lose in week one. And everybody goes, ah, here we go again. Here we go again. So the season's a wash and we're, week, we're one week in. Season's going to suck. You're one week in. It's January 9th. There's a lot of ball to play. And 
And I know that it's going to be an amazing year for me. I know it's going to be an amazing year for you. I hope that you would reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, I'm going to steal something from Andy Frisella. Hey, there's no cost to this. There's no cost to consume this. There's nothing, right? I'm not looking to make, you know, obviously it's a small podcast, not making money, all this, but the only cost of it is maybe that you go leave a review, go get, leave a rating on iTunes or something like that. And then maybe tell a friend about it. It is a fun podcast. I love these conversations. Um, I am looking to get more guests, but my new job doesn't always afford me the time to schedule guests. Um, but please reach out to me on LinkedIn. And somebody did today and we had a great back and forth about team and team development and speed and quality in, soft, in the software world. And I really appreciated the. It was a quick conversation, but it's, it's one of those things, man, that you just appreciate. So listen, have a great start to 2020. If we can help, like we're doing a lot of coaching. We are doing a lot of coaching. I'm doing this Maxwell stuff. I'm doing speaking. We're doing coaching. I'm into the software world working with teams. If we can help your teams improve, right? I'm going to say this. We took over a team. Uh, we took over a team recently and the team was performing somewhere around 24%. Uh, after one week, we got them up to 61%. And after last week, we had them at 78%. And now we're going to get them at 100% in all about a month's time. Building teams, leading teams, setting goals and outcomes and motivations and inspiring and being connected and, co- and developing committed people. That's what we do. And if, you, if we can help you, make sure that you reach out to us because, man, it's a lot of fun seeing a team go from 20 to 78 to 100. Man, it's, I'll tell you, there's nothing better. And watching people look around a room and say, man, we can do this. Like, we are good enough. We are talented enough. We are skilled enough. We can do this. There's nothing better for even when they're 50 and 60 years old sitting around saying, man, this is awesome what just happened. And everybody gets happy and everybody gets better. But I got a book full of notes and a lot of things to get through. Let us know. Uh, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to start a conversation with you and have a great rest of your week. Get out of your cube. I had a number of people that are connecting with me on LinkedIn saying, I love the name of your podcast. And I was fixing to change it and do something different. But uh, it's, it's sticking with some people. But yeah, get out of your cubicle in 2020. Get engaged. Get Get involved. You know, get out of that cubicle and get out more so of the cubicle that you put in your mind about the things you can't do, won't do, shouldn't do, not able to do, not talented enough to do, not rich enough to do, not educated enough to do and get out of that cubicle because the reality is you're going to be in the same chair, same spot, same house for the most part in 2021. And you've got to sit back and say, how is this going to be different? And it can be. And there's strategies, tactics, routines, habits, all that sort of stuff that can help you have a better 2020 as I am trying to do as well. Have a great rest of the week. Get out of your cubicle and we will get more episodes out the door for you. Take care. Appreciate you.